0: Of course it does. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Northland. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook here with you. Happy to be with you. Happy to be thawing out from the deep freeze that was yesterday. Dave Cook, good morning.
1: Well-earned thawing, by the way. It's been a a little chilly over the last couple days for sure. I know walking uh, from the office all the way to the parking lot at the Incline Station, one of our great sponsors, has... uh, has been a challenge over the last right. couple days. Right, I was going to say. You not em-
0: wear the tuck-in shirt for sure. Tell me about walking on ice and how challenging it's been. Remind me, I've got an off-air story for you. I told you I'd tell you before the show, oh, and then yeah, I failed yeah, yeah, to yeah. do that. Yep. I had an interesting exit from this show last week, but obviously I made it back for another week, and we are celebrating the fact that it is 10 degrees as we talk to you right now. It is 10 degrees? No, Is there a little mark in front of it that we have, looks like no, a line? No, we have reached double digits. The mark in front of it, though, it's ironic that you bring that up because I still run into people, my wife included, when you watch a football game, not that that relates to you, but when you watch a football game, whoever I has the football. whoever has the ball has the little ball marker next to yep. their score. Yep. So it looks a little bit like a dash next to a number. I've had people say, "How did that team get negative ten points?" I I think I I was, I didn't wasn't sure where you were going with that
1: because I think football um, uh, scoreboards that have the little football next to the team with the football right. while you're watching the football game is always kind of weird to me as well. Instead
0: of looking at the scoreboard so much, just look at the game. Absolutely correct. So you talked about the Incline Station. They are one of our illustrious sponsors. We have several, including a Welcome Back Tour we'll talk about for one of our sponsors that has returned to our family. We want to pay homage to all of them.
1: Absolutely, Brian. And you always have to start with the, uh, when you start the show, you got to start with the with the uh, sponsor that keeps the show going. And that's Roller Architecture Studio. They've been with us so long, uh, almost since the beginning pretty much from the beginning right hoops brewing oar holdings sammy's pizza advantage emblem and screen printing justin may at messina and associates avenue 45 the blackwoods group you know brian the thing about uh the blackwoods group uh graceland uh by blackwoods is offering some incredible savings right now uh reduced package pricing for all 2023 available dates
0: this 100%. is weddings, of course. You're talking 100. You're talking to a guy that got
1: married in that ballroom, so I highly recommend it. Well, and and if you haven't been to the ballroom or the Morris room, frankly, right. you really need to go just just see it. Um, there's a few prime summer dates, fall dates still available for both both the ballroom and the Morris room, um, which again, the Morris room is so underappreciated because right. people don't know where and what. Uh, but remember, prime dates, Brian. When you're when you're looking at the wedding thing, they don't last very long. Do they don't. They don't. They're they don't. flying off the off the chart here. So give Jax a call. Uh, you know, if nothing else, you get a chance to tour probably the coolest uh, venue in town. You can reach Jax at 74. 66. 66. Reading is hard. I've got it for you, Dave Cook. But I can tell you this. They got smaller, I think, the numbers there.
0: But I can tell you this. Jax is one of the absolute best. She was basically our pseudo wedding coordinator when we got married there, Jen and I. And then I liked the venue so much. We did the Morris Room for a class reunion, and Jax took care of us there, too. So yeah, weddings are the go-to, but there are a lot of events you can use those rooms for. I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, the Morris Room when we had Brendan's um, thing was, was outstanding. So... um. Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending. Mont Royal Bottle Shop. Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. You can reach them at KohlerToyota.com and KohlerHyundai.com. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. The Incline Station, like I said, not only a great place to have hey, a party. parking lot. Not only a great place for bowling. Not only a great place to host any kind of party, whether it be you know, a group of children or yes. a, or a company
0: party. I've had fantasy drafts there where the people there acted
1: like children, but that's completely different. We had, we've had we uh, had business meetings there, and it's just, a, it's just a really great place to go. Plus, yeah, their parking lot's fantastic, and they treat me real well at the parking lot for sure.
0: And then, Brian, you know who's back? Welcome back, Famous Dave's, at the new location in Hermantown. We're very happy to have him. So I guess to answer your question, yes, I do know who's back.
1: So when you go up to Sam's Club, if you've been around Sam's Club for the past, hmm, Forever. Forever. You know how it was kind of in a field? You know, you could just drive there and it was just woods and then it was Sam's Club. Those woods are gone, man. They've got all kinds of uh, fancy office buildings and they have one really cool restaurant in that area. And that's that's Famous Dave. Yeah, right? we
0: we got to get there. We're going to do a show from there at some point. I'm hoping to get one, maybe say the first Saturday in March, which would be the pre-state tournament Saturday, but we'll see if we can get that going.
1: That would be, that would be a good thing. You know, they... They offer, obviously, the in-restaurant in, in uh, restaurant dining, and, and you can take out, as always. But they're catering. You know, they're fired up yeah. for catering again. And so, I mean, let's be honest. You're going to eat. Famous Dave's a pretty good place to eat. Well,
0: and I have to say this, too, and maybe Famous Dave's loves or doesn't love this, but I do. They're on DoorDash. And you know that I'm a very regular user of yes. DoorDash because I have mobility issues. I have driving issues, a.k.a. I don't. And I'm also a little bit on the lazy side, and delivery is nice. I'm just going to be completely transparent. I love Famous Dave's. You can get it right to your door.
1: Absolutely. You know, Justin May said he'd teach you how to drive a snowmobile. I mean, the last couple weeks, you could have yeah. got some food, man. Um, check out Famous Dave's on Facebook. You know, they're going to have all their all their specials and whatnot on Facebook. You can also check them out on the website at www.famousdaves.com slash
0: Town. Absolutely. So thank you again for Famous Dave's returning to our sponsorship family. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Paid some serious homage to them. They sponsor this great show. Dave Cook, what do you say we start having a show? Mm-hmm. How was your week in terms of your week in sports? Because we already know the week in weather. We already know how busy we can be. What did you think of the week that was in sports? A lot of different news items.
1: Yeah, no, there's a ton of different news items. We'll start with, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, I guess, is who he said he was back in college. Um, No, but are a lot of positive news, too, right? Um, You've got a chance to um, really get a feel for Twins Fest, you know, what it was that they're looking at doing. You know you've got all the all the pitched contact pitchers now that that we've got that we're talking about love them or hate them you've got them yep you've got them um, but you know you've also we've also seen some movement on the Vikings side you know, there's a lot of talk about you know who's going to stay who's going to go who's going to be the defensive well, coordinator well and see
0: that's what I'll kind of dispute with you I don't think you've seen movement I think you've seen discussion of movement so we're all that's waiting now fine right
1: yes that's that's absolutely true we got to, we've gotten to see Ant actually really take a step this past yeah. week I mean he stepped up against against the Warriors team that, you know, we've talked about it with high school and college teams where you just kind of think you're going to throw the jersey on the, on the floor and, and you're up by 20. Well, frankly, the Warriors have done that to the Timberwolves for a long time. You know why? Because night. they
0: could. Yes, 100%. the Timberwolves did what the Timberwolves do, and I don't mean to be the negative Nelly of this, but the Timberwolves play great against the Warriors back on Wednesday. And then last night they take on a much lesser opponent in the Orlando Magic. The Timberwolves didn't put up enough of a fight unless you count Austin Rivers.
1: Yeah, right? And it was like we talked about. I mean, the, the after the the game, the press conference that they did, you know, Rivers was besought himself, right? I mean, tears and the whole suit match. He got so emotional. And in a way... It's good to see because it mattered, right? You don't get emotional right. for stuff that doesn't matter. But I matter. wonder if it
0: mattered because we don't know how long it'll be till he plays again. i got yeah. to imagine there'll be a suspension of some kind I would,
1: coming. I would think. I would think. But um, no, and, and then, of course, in the last week, we can we can go back to Sunday and we can talk about some football that we saw as well.
0: Yeah, we will absolutely do that. And, of course, in this week you had Groundhog Day, and I think that's so appropriate. I wrote a column about it on our website, Northlandfan.com, because Groundhog Day, if you've seen the movie, the Bill Murray movie, which I love, it's about – a day that repeats itself. And you try to tweak it a little bit if you're Bill Murray, because you're the only one going, Hey, didn't we do this yesterday? Didn't we do this yesterday is a great theme for Minnesota sports in general, because you've still got people upset about the Vikings falling short, the Timberwolves turning a corner and then going backwards, the wild being satisfied with being good, not great. The twins. I know you said you're excited about it and I am too, but you also did a tongue in cheek with pitch to contact guys that That gets an audible eye roll from a lot of people. It
1: does because uh, that was when it first started, it was like, okay, that's what we got to do. We got to let them beat the ball on the ground and play defense. And then after we quit playing defense, pitch to contact meant giving up 22 runs in a game. And so it's got a a bad connotation, but honestly, we don't have strikeout guys right now. We have a bunch of pitch to contact pitchers. And we can play a little defense. So well, let's we'll see. find
0: out because if pitch to contact means Greg Maddox, you'll be in good shape. If pitch to contact actually means pitch to sweet spot, you're in trouble. You know who'd be the number one pitcher on this team? Greg Maddox today? No. Yes. Scott
1: Baker would be your number one because he had a little bit more velocity and he pitched to contact.
0: All right, we're teasing the second hour because we will talk a lot of baseball coming up at about 11, 11.05 today. The second hour will be very, very dedicated to baseball with other sports sprinkled in. But you mentioned if we go back to last Sunday, yeah, you can talk about the conference championship games. One of them is worth talking a lot about; the other one really isn't. We'll still discuss both, but catering it to my Groundhog Day theme, yeah. I think we might have one in the AFC for a while because two years in a row now we've seen Pat Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. I'm not sure that's going anywhere anytime soon.
1: No, um, here's the thing: if I'd have told you if if Cincinnati would have won that game, I would have told you maybe. Because now all of a sudden, Cincinnati kind of owns Kansas City. But with Kansas City winning, um, yeah, now we've got, uh, because I think since but Cincinnati beat Kansas City three times in a row. right? Um, so if it had been a fourth time, and the fourth time would have been in a conference championship game, yeah, I think you could have probably said, ooh.
0: Well, and I said last week, Cincinnati on paper has better weapons than Kansas City does, not called the tight end. Travis Kelsey's in a different universe. Yeah. The wide receivers, the running game, that's better on the Cincy side. Not sure Burrow's better than Mahomes at all, though.
1: No, and and yet it, it is kind of a—I think Burrow's past Josh Allen, right? I do, too. Uh, and I put Josh
0: Allen as the next Kirk Cousins. He's good. Tell it really matters. We'll see if it ends up to be true. Or, or Dax, frankly.
1: Wow, well, um, Dax
0: gets too much credit as it is because of where he plays. Yeah, but the—I um,
1: I think what you saw is two winners, one with significantly more physical talents, Burrow can throw, right? Burrow's a really good quarterback, and he sees the field and all that stuff. But when, when the cards are down, it's uh, it seems to be that Mahomes makes a play. You know, and, and Burrow, I mean, he's going to Burrow still there. made plays. He's also 24 years old. He's right. going to be fine.
0: Well, and I don't think we're going to pretend that Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, apologies to his dad, speaking of a terrible pitch-to-contact guy. Yeah. No disrespect to his dad, but Patrick Mahomes, we can't exactly add like he's an old man either.
1: No, no, but he's—I mean, his draft now. He's—he's he's been in the league for seven, eight years. You know, this is Burrow's third year, right? Because he had the injury years, right? Year. Then and he's last absolutely year lived and this up year. to the hype that goes with his draft position. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and I really like the demeanor. Right. Like I've told you, I love quarterbacks with moxie, and it gets me in trouble all the time. Well, thank you, Joe Burrow, because there's moxie there, and and, and he can play.
0: Right. He's a gunslinger that seems to get away with it at least yep. for now. So yep. we'll see how long it lasts. But it looks like that current rivalry, and it becomes a rivalry, as you said, because Kansas City won one. It's not a rivalry if one team's doing all the winning. But obviously Chiefs fans, obviously Bengals fans, tune in for that game. Conference championship, most football fans tune in. But I think it's getting to the point where if it's Burrow versus Mahomes, people are tuning in, which gave me the opening topic idea for today. We've talked about rivalries on the historical side. I'll never forget the chef at the Pickwick who loves our show but comes up to me and says, I love your opening topics because I always feel like I'm six again. Well, maybe we go <laughs> maybe we go down the historical path a little too often because yeah. we've talked about old-school rivalries. What's the rivalries, teams or players, that you tune in now because they're squaring off? That's yeah. the question today.
1: No, I, I agree. And, and we did a hockey game on Thursday between Proctor and Superior, uh, two teams that in the big picture may not, and they're not going to challenge for the – championship of the Lake Superior conference right but but they're pretty evenly matched and it was a really really good game and it was super physical and there was some tense moments right uh, in a way that next year that could be a real real um, uh, game right a, right a, a rivalry type game I thought maybe so you werere gonna have to be too amazing teams it just has to be two incredible
0: rivals well when you brought up proctor i thought maybe you were starting a broadcasting rivalry that they tried to start with us whether or not ted Keefit, tim rowe chad Brenner will want to be rivals with us because <laughs> they were telling people to tune into them instead of us
1: well here's the thing if you're going to broadcast rivals right you got to have broadcasters that pay attention to the other broadcaster i, I know ted who's the other guy
0: well, I thought maybe you were saying you got to have broadcasters that pay attention because if you've had my partners on hockey games, I'm not certain I have that. But right. that's a different story all I agree. together. I agree. But this started with Burrow and Mahomes yeah. because it is starting to become must-see, must-listen to football when they square off. Oh. Josh Allen, I think, is still in that equation. We didn't get Allen versus Mahomes, the treat that we got a year ago. We got Allen versus Burrow this year, but Allen stunk. But Josh is still in the mix when he's taking on one of those two guys.
1: Yeah. I think that you hit it on the on the head when you said Burrow's weapons are amazing. Yes, you know, frankly, Josh Josh Allen's weapons are Stephon Diggs, and and the and the other guys. You don't are, like Gabe oh, Davis? They're okay. No, I I don't think Gabe Davis is in the in the realm with T Higgins, and T Higgins is the number two wide receiver for I'll them.
0: I'll say Dawson Knox is better than Hayden Hurst. Not I think better it's than a Travis
1: flip. Kelsey at all. I think it's a I Ooh. think it's a coin flip. Okay. Though. I mean, Dawson Knox is is a little quicker, but he's nothing to write home about. If he was here, he'd be just another guy. True, and Buffalo doesn't
0: run the football where Cincinnati at, can
1: at all, right? And so, Dalvin's
0: uh, little bro might be the future, but we'll see.
1: I think that I think Cincinnati's uh, skill positions are so much better, but Burrow takes advantage of it. You know, there's a lot of teams that have skill positions and their quarterback doesn't do anything with it. It uh, take a look at Miami, right? When Tua's there and they got a guy that could take advantage of it, right. Miami lights up a scoreboard. But it was the other guys. They were okay.
0: So we're talking a lot about quarterbacks to start this topic, and we'll get to other sports besides football as well. But you want to talk about the championship games from last Sunday. Now, maybe I made a mistake, not just in picking the 49ers because I was wrong, but I had professed week after week after week when everybody said, well, Brock Purdy won't be able to get this done. And I said, Kyle Shanahan doesn't need to win with quarterback play. I didn't mean literally. (laughs) He basically didn't have one by the end of the NFC championship game, and it was a joke. Now I know you puffed your chest out that Philly's defense is that good, and you're right, but they beat what became a high school junior varsity offense. After that, they literally could not throw the ball.
1: But the reason that they were in that situation was because of the Philly defense. So, so you're giving Brock, them
0: credit for injuring a player? No, that's I'm, absurd. I'm giving that's them, why they were in I'm that situation. Giving them
1: credit for getting to the quarterback ah,
0: and injuring his elbow. Okay. congratulations. He, oh yeah,
1: that's what they did. They sat there like a pro wrestling
0: thing and jumped. Well, him. no, they didn't. But so let's say he's not injured. You're going to give them credit for getting to the quarterback once. The fact that he couldn't play is what changed the game. They got That's not cor- credit to anybody. They got to the
1: quarterback a lot. But they got to the So you're talking Brock about Purdy, one play. Because he only survived three. Right, but that is because the defense was good, uh, okay. not because of fortune okay. and lightning bolts. Brock goals. Purdy
0: got hurt because Philly's defense is good. You heard it here first.
1: Yep, 100% because awesome. they, they got to him. They you know got Greg to Williams? him over and over again. You know
0: Greg Williams? Is that I, what you're in?
1: Hey, I'll tell you what. If Philly has a bounty on Brock Purdy, this whole conversation changes. Right. So I I don't I think that Philadelphia's defense knocked the quarterback out. I think that's been the goal of an NFL defense since quarterbacks started. Right,
0: but that could happen against a bad one too. Sure, because all you got to do is get to the quarterback once and do it right.
1: Hundred percent. But I don't think Brock Purdy faced the defense except in in practice. Right. face the defense at that level. So, I mean, I agree. the sack but didn't to necessarily at, come. It, it came because the quarterback took a hitch as well.
0: I agree. But to look at that game and go, well, Philly won because that defense is that good. You and I and nine friends could have defended that. 100%. But we couldn't
1: have defended it at the beginning, and Philly did.
0: For one play.
1: Because they got to where they needed to get, and here's, that quarterback got dinged up.
0: Here's the question. Did you watch the game? I Probably did. not. I'm done. I did. I, I watched I it. bought What quarter was it in when you watched? First. Okay. I'm, I'm actually impressed, yeah. but I'm not giving Philly credit for getting to play a, a second string quarterback, hurting him too. Congratulations, says Dave Cook, yeah. and then going back to the first one who couldn't throw.
1: If, if uh, San Francisco can't block the defensive line and they end up getting hurt, how is that Philadelphia's defense problem? It's not, but it's not their credit either. 100% it is. They ran the offensive line over. They got to the quarterback. The quarterback happened to get hurt. We know that Philadelphia didn't come in there with hammers or sledgehammers, and they didn't try to beat him up with four objects. Correct. So they didn't hurt him on purpose.
0: Quarterbacks have gotten injured against much lesser teams than the Philadelphia Eagles. You're not going to sit there and go... If the Vikings did it, you're not going to go, boy, that Viking defense is good. There's no way.
1: No, but I would say the Vikings defensive line beat up the San Francisco offensive line, got to the quarterback. On one play.
0: But it was a play that mattered. Oh, this is the most absurd I've ever heard you say anything Uh, about sports. And it's the
1: opposite. I'm like, how can you possibly not say the Philadelphia defense did their job? Well,
0: here's the only other thing if it was the Vikings. The Vikings could have injured Brock Purdy, played against Josh Johnson, had Brock Purdy come back in. Not be able to throw and still lost.
1: Yes, and and they put McCaffrey in there and they still right. lost. He I was going to say when McCaffrey throws for three hundred yeah. and
0: three TDs against the Viking defense, hundred percent. That would be interesting. So, yep. I posed the question to you about this: Who's the best quarterback in the NFC this year only?
1: Yeah, and, and that's a. It's really, tough to answer. Think about that. It really is tough to, to tough to answer. I mean, there's nobody that really stands out. Our guy
0: was pretty good. Um, you I'm know, glad you said it because I just get ridiculed if I compliment no, I think, Kirk.
1: I think our guy was pretty good. Honestly, they won 13 games with the worst defense in the NFL. Some of that has to go to the quarterback. Correct. Right? The the guy in, in Seattle who hasn't been able to break a starting Geno lineup. Dino Smith. Yep. I mean, he was also pretty good. And, and let's be honest, Brock Purdy was pretty good. Right. Like, good for him. And we talked about Brady. Brady's numbers were pretty but Brock good. Brock Purdy
0: played, what, seven weeks? He did. But right.
1: by the end of the season, he was running that offense. You know who else was really good? And people don't want to talk about it. Daniel Jones was pretty he good. He was.
0: Well, and because it's a weird situation in the NFC because this year Tom Brady wasn't good. We talked about a Groundhog Day week. By the way, he retired again. And we think, think this the, time is legit.
1: selling the sand he was standing yeah, on. Yeah, it's
0: whatever it is to make a buck, we'll have more about that later in the show as yeah, well. But so Tom Brady is done, we think, for good. Aaron Rodgers was good, but not his level good this year. And that right. team wasn't good. Right. Matthew Stafford was the defending champion. He was awful.
1: But his replacement in Detroit... Wasn't too bad either. Jared Goff Golf wasn't bad pretty either. Good. Yep. But and think
0: about these names that you're professing as potentially correct. the best in the NFC. What correct. a weird
1: season we had. Yep. There's no. There doesn't feel like there's an up and coming quarterback in the NFC who's ready to take the bull by the horns, and I think part of that is because Chicago is doing Fields a incredibly disservice by not making him play quarterback right. and letting him play tailback, and and look what Philadelphia has done. They've gotten Hertz in a position where. He has to play quarterback more often. I know. Uh, I think, not I think you got to put probably Jalen
0: Hurts probably number one, at least for this year in this conversation. Yeah, I think whether or not it's true of the quarterback play or not,
1: I yeah. think you've got to do it. Yeah, because of the fact they won. I don't think he was the best quarterback. I think he led the best team.
0: Right. So, again, we're talking about who these days do you absolutely tune in to watch, and it seems very AFC-centric because, for me, the top four, in any order you want to put them, would be Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, probably Lamar. Herbert. Right. There's your That's five. another AFC quarter. Tua? Yep. Your top six quarterbacks all AFC?
1: Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I mean it's amazing, but I think you're not that amazing that you're probably right. It's it's amazing Well, that, that kind of is too. It's amazing that uh the NFC has fallen so far behind in the quarterback race. Uh I just I, here's the thing the guys that you thought would be in that in that uh in that chase, you know, Dak was not great this year. No. Plus, injured a little bit. Kyler Murray, though, so much is expected of him, and he never delivers. Right. I mean, you got all these these quarterbacks who you kind of expected. San Francisco was a
0: great team, but we kept saying it's probably not their quarterback. Carolina couldn't figure out who their quarterback was. Yep,
1: Carson Wentz disappeared.
0: Andy Dalton's not the guy. Jameis got hurt.
1: And again, Chicago does their quarterback such a disservice. I mean, they got to get a quarterback whisperer in there to help him, not. A guy who wants to slobber knock people. So we don't have
0: to say it because we don't have to get ridiculed. But just think about it in your mind. Where would you put Kirk NFC only in quarterback performance for the season? Performance I bet for this top, season. I bet she's top three.
1: I was going to say he's top three, and and I mean if you if you see a thirteen and three team whose defense was the worst defense in the NFL, and you're not willing to give the quarter. And you know, Unless I'm not they a, guy. Injured a
0: guy, then they're a great defense.
1: I'm not a guy. Well, and okay. You're I'm right. Just teasing you. The Keep off, going. The offensive line of our team was bad and he stayed healthy right. all year long. Agreed. So there you go. There's another part of it. So, all right.
0: So we're talking about players that you tune in to watch. Absolutely. Currently, we are taking a break from our historical runs down memory lane that we take so often on this show. We tackled football, pun fully intended. What about basketball? Who do you tune in to make sure you watch now? Because I told you part of what this stemmed from, too. Is I tuned in for Warriors Grizzlies this week, not the whole game, but when I got home, I made sure I turned it on, and I kind of sat there going, "Okay, I like Golden State because it's artistry the way that they run their offense, but I'm tuning into a Memphis game on purpose because that rivalry got sold to us last season. It was kind of fun.
1: And and didn't Thompson hasn't Thompson old aged like he's all of a sudden sixty? Well, he got hurt, so yeah. I think that's and he part hasn't of it. Come back from right, him. yeah,
0: not at least to what he was.
1: I I think. I think in time we're gonna really see a uh, Denver-Memphis uh, because Memphis is young and and super aggressive and and as is uh, Denver. I mean, they're not there yet. I think that some of the um, rivalries that are fun to watch, Dallas is fun to watch against Phoenix
0: because right. the point
1: guard really. Well, and again, each
0: the other. NBA markets individual players better yeah. than any league there
1: is, and, and that's and that part's true. Like I wish that. Um, that the guys from the Clippers were healthy. Then I think the Clippers-Lakers would be a lot of fun because they're big names.
0: But see, that's just it. The Lakers are living on big names. That's not a very good team right now because, again, historically we could talk Boston-LA forever. I like to watch the Celtics for a plethora of reasons, but now I'm tuning into them versus Milwaukee instead. Because it's a better game.
1: I think that's something that we have to be careful of because we both say Milwaukee that way. Yeah, Milwaukee might be the, the first ultimate or second, individual yeah. guy. Yeah, but the other the other bit players know their role. Yes. Right? And they've uh, done it well. But the back to the Clippers and Lakers, you're right. But it would have been it's two on two. It's Leonard and George versus Davis and uh and LeBron. Right. Uh, that would be fun basketball.
0: Here's a matchup that I would watch that I don't think has a budding rivalry at all. Maybe, and if it does, I'm not aware but would you watch the Blazers versus the Warriors just to see Steph versus Dame who shoots from further away?
1: I would enjoy that. I've told you that I listen to basketball every night because it puts me to sleep Right, uh, because it's a it's a relatively level sport. There, you, People don't get crazy up. There's a little bit of noise, but like in hockey, it's the, wow, they scored. Right. Uh, and so I can't sleep to that. But so I've listened to actually the Warriors and Trailblazers a lot. I've lived that life, but I like, I like Philadelphia. I like Philadelphia because Embiid can turn anything into they don't like us. You know? And so they're always got this chip on their shoulder and they never actually win. Right. And so you can like the aggressiveness without it being eye roly because they're stormy. What about everybody. sports
0: needs a villain? Do you tune into the heat because you're as anti jimmy as I they do come? not.
1: I will not spend one dollar on the heat. I know it doesn't matter, my dollar doesn't matter, but it feels good inside.
0: So back to Memphis-Golden State, the other part that I like is there's always been a team that's been on top of the mountain for a while, and Golden State is it. Now, if yep. you look at the standings, they're not there right now. Whether or not they get there, that's to be seen. But when I look at Memphis, they bug me a little because they eliminated my favorite team in the playoffs last year.
1: Your favorite team eliminated itself.
0: Right. Ja is what he is, yep. and the rest of that crew, they like to bully people, but you kind of go, who are you? Why are you doing that? And I kind of like to see Golden State tap him on the head and go, you're almost there. It's cute, but we'll see you later.
1: I really like John Morant, though. I yeah. love the way he plays. He reminds me of kind of like Allen Iverson Light. Um, I, he, need, he needs guys around him that can shoot because he will get the ball to the basket. But, you know, the thing in the NBA, when you are a 6-foot, 160-pound um, point guard who goes to the hole, your career span isn't you know going to be real long. And so that does scare me a little bit. And, and Trey from uh, Atlanta is kind of the same thing. How about that for a team that was on the up and just Trey Young with the Hawks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because or- if they were still on the up, it oh, that Orlando team that we saw last night, that's going to be a pretty good team. And to see them in Atlanta where Atlanta was, um, was would have been a fun Southeast rivalry, but I think Atlanta's flamed out.
0: Are we getting to the point, when healthy, that on the national stage, Minnesota could be watchable? Even though, you know, with the Ant Edwards stuff, we feel like they get snubbed. We'll talk about that later. They'd be a fun team to watch. But I was going to say, if you didn't love them, are you turning in to watch Minnesota because it's worth it with the star power they have?
1: Yeah, I think that you want to watch Ant Edwards. Um, I think that his star is going to get bigger. I'm not sure if you're a basketball fan in Washington right now, you are thinking to yourself, hey, we get to watch Edwards. Um, But I think by the end of the year, you might. Um, I was just thinking, though, that Philadelphia with Embiid and Harden against the Timberwolves with Gobert and Ant uh, might be a pretty fun game to watch.
0: Notice Cav wasn't even mentioned. We'll see what happens when he's healthy. So this all stems from Burrow versus Mahomes in the NFL. So what would be your comparable ticket, if you will, in the NBA? Because the NBA will tell you Steph versus LeBron, watch it every time. I think those days are numbered Uh, now. Yeah, I do. For me, it would be, I don't know, I would put Jason Tatum in the mix and maybe – Maybe you still have to put Steph in there just because that team is that good. But that's just it. It's not Steph. It's that whole team.
1: Right, right. In the NBA, it is still, like you said, it's a team of individuals and a sport, uh, a team sport. And so I think Denver's, or Dallas, excuse me, is part of it.
0: Denver's good, by the way. You keep saying Denver. Denver's good for a group that nobody knows any individuals. Right. Except for the Joker.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's true with Dallas as well. But Luka is... Like he's amazing, and so if you have the opportunity, I think to stop and turn into tune into the Mavericks to watch him, if you're a basketball fan, of any kind, you're you're gonna do that, right? And so you got to find a team that has another you know player like that, um, and so maybe but maybe it's Boston because Boston's so good uh, when you see Lucas go forty ten Jason and ten Tatum against and Boston, Jalen
0: Brown and those guys, yep.
1: And and frankly, Milwaukee and Dallas, if you're a real basketball fan, when you've got the two teams that are star driven might be fun as well right I mean that actually might be a really fun game so
0: what about the NHL because for a long time it was well let's see Sid versus Ovi because you could see it in the Eastern Conference Finals year after year after year if you wanted it Connor McDavid is a huge deal that team doesn't seem to be able to be one do you have players that you tune in to match up or do you have players
1: you just tune in to watch nope I I will tune into Edmonton I'll tell you a good rivalry is Edmonton Calgary
0: that nobody talks about the playoffs taught us that
1: yep that's that's a war that's a lot of fun um I think that even if I wasn't in Minnesota, I think Wild Avalanche is a pretty good rivalry as well. Uh, When Vegas is good, Vegas and the Avalanche is a pretty good rivalry also. Um, Out East, I mean, I think you can kind of pick your poison. It is, you know, Pittsburgh and Boston is a really good one. Um, Boston,
0: again, is a good team. They're good individuals, but that whole group is what makes it go.
1: Uh, you know, another one that should be great, and it's just because the franchises, uh, Toronto and the Rangers should be really good. Right now, they are the opposites, too. Toronto can score on anybody, and the Rangers got the best goalie in, in the NHL. Right. So. And does anybody
0: care about Toronto-Montreal the way they used to? No,
1: they do not. Right. Uh, they do not. In fact, you could find player or fans that think Ottawa might be better than uh, Montreal right now. So, uh, Minnesota-Winnipeg, that's yeah. a really
0: good one. Well, and there are fans of both right in our backyard here because... I would say that Winnipeg has more local players than Minnesota does Truly so if does. you get upset with what the wild they're doing, there's a lot of local flavor to cheer for with the Jets
1: Yeah I, w- I would also think that over time the Seattle Vancouver thing might be a good one um, I mean right now it's not because you have one team that's young and the other team that is imploding on itself but when they figure when both teams figure it out that could be a really good one.
0: Right, so we are talking about budding rivalries rather than historical rivalries, and baseball's really, really hard to do because, again, it stems a lot from individual matchups that morphs into team matchups. We all know about Yankees, Red Sox, to a nauseating level. I think it's kind of faded, even though the media doesn't want to let it. I'm not sure you get enough individual matchups to make one in baseball because we can talk about it with Rocco Baldelli. If the Twins had a great pitcher and you go, I can't wait to see him face Mike Trout or whomever, Shoei Otani, you better tune into that first at bat.
1: Uh, I think the the interesting one right now is Dodgers-Padres because Padres are trying to outspend the Dodgers, but the Dodgers know how to build a a franchise. But I think if you're a San Diego fan, I mean, I think you're probably pretty confident in your team taking down the Dodgers, Yeah, and I think the Dodgers are patting the the Padres on the head. But I think if San Diego wins a series or two, all of a sudden that does become pretty fangs-bared.
0: Well, and there's two more that I think can at least be broached. The first is still the theory of Astros versus everybody. Because there's still plenty of venom from the controversy years ago now. And then, by the way, all they've done since then is continue to win. Yep. And then I still like, for polar opposite reasons, Yankees-Rays. Because the Rays are still what? good. Because the Rays are still good and the Yankees are always good. The Yankees spend their way to being good. The Rays go, money? What's what's that?
1: I We missed the best one, by the way. And that's
0: Cardinals-Cubs, right? You did. <laughs> (laughs) Both those teams do nothing for me these days. And I know they both take turns being halfway decent. Yeah, well, the Cardinals
1: take turns at being really decent, and the Cubs kind of flounder. But they're still, historically,
0: we've got potentially Brewers fans listening. What do they think about that? Because Milwaukee's been a factor in that division, arguably more than those two in the past five years. Yeah, but
1: who's their rival? Right. I mean, who is their rival? That's what we're talking. I still think their rival's probably Minnesota for five games a year. I mean, they're the ones that are closest. I think Brewers fans want it to be the Cubs. It's a little like in the NFC North where the Vikings really want to be everybody's biggest rival, but the Bears say, yeah, it's Green Bay. Yeah,
0: that proves that history helps you. Well, Green Bay says it's the Bears because history helps you more than pertinence. Right,
1: and so I think the Milwaukee's a little bit like that with Cubs-Cardinals.
0: You just posed a great question. Let's try to answer it. The Brewers' biggest rival is? Uh, Minnesota. See, I think it's the Cardinals. The Twins' biggest rival is? White Sox. I agree. At least we got one of those right. Rivals are supposed to involve heat. Getting up to 30 degrees, maybe even 42 next week is heat as well. The heat is on, not just Dave and I arguing about defenses. It's the Northland Sports page. We'll be right back. It has been a long, cold, lonely winter. Very cold yesterday. The kids in Duluth got the day off because of the wind chills. We are warming up, though. Definitely warming up on this show. Going to warm up next week significantly. Dave and I were eyeing up that Wednesday high of 42 degrees. So, again, we are going to warm up. And it's always warm and sunny when Dave Hoops is part of the equation. Dave Cook, Dave Hoops has been one of our great sponsors. We have several that we want to give a shout out to, of course.
1: You know, we really do, Brian. Uh, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bemet Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bikes, Sports & Trophies, The Incline Station, and Famous Dave's.
0: Absolutely, and welcome back. Famous Dave should remind you of the new location. Dave gave you kind of a virtual map. It's right by Sam's Club, 4135 Richard Avenue, Suite 101 in Hermantown. Going to be fun to get up there. We think we'll do it in March.
1: Really? And, and yes, that'll be fun to get there. But you know how cool it is sometimes to go into brand new restaurants and kind of get a feel? Yes. I think that'll be fun when we get a chance to do that.
0: I remember my first time at Hoops Brewing. It was, I think, the day it opened. So Dave Hoops, <laughs> I've been part of your business for a long time. You've been part of this show for a long time. Good morning, sir.
2: Uh, Good morning. I, I too, am looking forward to the famous Dave's thing. And really, actually, what's going in the old space down at Canal Park should be interesting as well.
0: Yes, the social house as well. I'll have have some things to say to them. We might have them as part of the sponsorship family, too. Dave, oops, you said to me during the break, you're still reeling from something Dave Cook said. So I'll let you go ahead and have the open floor the Battle of the Daves.
2: Well, I called it malarkey. I mean, you know, it's like okay, that was uh, relevant a while ago. I, the Dodgers and the and and the you know the Giants. That's that is a baseball rivalry, guys. And over the years, it's really it's the proof is in the pudding, in my opinion. I, uh, they have a lot more titles there than the Cubs. Let's just say.
0: Now I think you're right, but again, the topic was budding rivalries versus historical rivalries. Are we getting to the point where Dodgers Padres will take over? Because I think Dave's got a point there.
2: Uh, maybe. I, I would agree with him there, definitely. Uh, I like the Padres more than I like the Dodgers. They're a fun team to watch. So budding rivalries, I don't know. I've got a lot of different thoughts on that stuff, but I also just kind of look at, you know, I've got a lot of hockey rivalries that ha- have no relevance whatsoever to this conversation, so I'll just leave <laughs> stay I, quiet. <laughs> I think the
1: Dodger-Giants rivalry that actually makes up the Mets color scheme is probably when the Giants-Dodgers were really good. Um, when it was Ebbets Field versus the Polo Grounds. But now, yeah, I guess it's all right.
0: That's probably true. Yeah. And Dave Hoops, this whole thing stemmed from Burrow versus Mahomes again. Mahomes gets this one. And I think we're going to see those two and Josh Allen and maybe Lamar can have a thing to say about it as the years go by. But I think we've got, you know, must see or must listen to football between those two. Do you have different players that you absolutely tune in for?
2: Uh, Mr. Herbert. I mean, you know, just wait and see, He you know, he, again, his team is the Vikings of the AFC, yes. but they are going to make noise. And yeah, those guys are going to be good for a really long time, but nobody's touching Mahomes. Uh, you, you know, it's just if you really look at it and I, I, I hope they win next Sunday, I'm rooting for them because I don't really care for Philly, even though I, I am hoping for a really good game. I think so, that's true um, of
0: 98% yeah. of us, basically. Yeah. If, if you didn't grow up an Eagles fan and then relocate or are currently near Philadelphia and an Eagles fan, I'm not sure who else in the country is cheering for Philadelphia. And you can determine why that is with the obnoxious fan base, what have you, but I feel like the nation is with the Chiefs.
1: Is that a, fairly accurate? Cincinnati fans are probably cheering for Philly after, the, after whether you believe in it or not. If you didn't like that fourth quarter because of referee calls, uh, if you're a Cincinnati fan, I promise you if that was the Vikings, we would hate the officials right now. Cincinnati fans have got to be all over Philly.
0: Well, Dave Hoops, I want to ask you about that because Dan Barrero spent a lot of his show this week on this very station you know, talking about the officiating, but talking about fans making too big of a deal out of it. Is it warranted or not?
2: Well, it was his own fault. The the, – unnecessary roughness. You really can't look at that and say a word. Yeah. That pass interference call. I didn't like at all, but, um, I didn't really think, I think the fans need to stop complaining because <laughs> what good does it do? I've learned that it, it makes no difference at the end. And yeah. Um, since he had a, a great run and they anointed him, Joe Montana. Okay. Well, maybe not yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Mahomes uh, on, you know, a leg and a half still did great. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a close game. I think three point game maybe, um, but I, I really think that KC can win and, and you know, America probably likes the city of KC a little bit more. Like you just said, no, Philly's a great town. Uh, their fan base. Let's just skip over that. Part. All right. But yeah, but they're really because think... they eat it. But go ahead. Yeah no and and of course all well, Rockies from there and everybody loves Rockies so, yes but um yeah I don't know I I think it'll be a great game and I really it's the Super Bowl so you watch end of story it doesn't really matter who plays if it's not our team right
0: hundred percent accuracy with that and in my lifetime it's never been our team so I've had to get over that <laughs> annually but at the same time there were some terrible calls but I didn't think the last late hit was among the terrible no. calls I'll tell you what I had a bigger beef with the fifth try at third down or whatever it was because the game clock operator couldn't get his poop in a group, so to speak. And as somebody who works with game staff quite often, albeit at the prep and college level in bigger games, you know, you never want to make a mistake, but in bigger games, you go, okay, make sure we're on top of everything. How that malfunction happened multiple times he could have gotten the MVP for the Chiefs, the game clock operator.
1: Yeah, no, that that's but that's not an easy thing to do either it's not. because it's hard to hear. and and but, but, but be ready in that moment. At some point, though, after the snap has gone off, the the referee can't... Ma- the intentional grounding penalty, Dave, was one of the worst penalties I've seen in a long As time. As the running back standing there. As the running back standing
0: there. It was very interesting. So there were calls to have a beef with, but the decisive one I didn't think was that bad. But... Dave Cook, you've always got the call to make on the questions. You've got a relatable one.
1: It's all sports this time. All right. All right. Speaking of our last question, Adrian Foster, the old running back, said something Arian real. Adrian Foster, yep. Said something, yeah, Adrian Foster. I even have Adrian written down. It uh, had something interesting to say about the NFL being fixed. So Green Bay is not in the Super Bowl, so obviously that's probably not true. But <laughs> here's the question I have. Does the NFL tweak games? In order to get a direction for the for the draw, so not throwing games, but do they do a little uh, do they tweak games to get the matchups they want?
0: Wow, Dave, oops, that's a quite a Pandora's box that's open. I'll let you go first.
2: Well, um, you know, I think that this particular tavern should maybe be on your list of sponsors, which will come up. We can talk about that off-site. But the owners of this place spend all their time telling me how fixed the NFL is when I'm down there. And they make really good points, but, you know, the Dave hoops in me just won't allow it. You know, I can't enjoy my sports if I reckon that it's just already been done for me and there's no fate involved or anything else. So, no, it's not fixed. Yes, they love it when they have a great matchup and small market teams get left out, of course, but that's the nature of America, right? So us little guys have to just kind of, you know, fight the good fight and believe that our time will come. So, no, not fixed. There you go in my opinion.
0: I agree with all of that. I will say this. I think my mom and Arian Foster should meet because if there's one thing that my mother has told me over and over and over sports are rigged, sports are rigged, sports are rigged. And it's been a conversation topic before because we've said, you know, there's, there's four teams left in the semifinals and maybe there's two major markets and two, not so major markets. And we'll say, well, the executives want, you know, New York versus LA and poof, we have it. So there are some things that raise an eyebrow, but I just don't see a way where they can do it. Now, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that I probably don't know about every league, but I just don't see how that's possible. And what I've liked the most on social media are the various TikToks and tweets and all that stuff about if the NFL's truly scripted, when the Vikings get handed their script, are they going, oh, come on, you got to be bleeping me because if it's scripted, I'm not taking that script if I'm the Vikes every year.
1: I don't think the team scripted. I think it's scripted. If it is, I'm not sure I believe that. I think... I think that it's probably not. But if it is, it's at a league level with officials. It's not. Anyways, let's move along because I'm not sure I buy the India thing I just said. I wanted your opinion. All right. So we talked about watching the Super Bowl. All right. The best part of the Super Bowl is the game, the halftime, or the commercials. Guys, what do you watch the Super Bowl for?
2: Well, I think you guys know what I watch it for. There's only one reason to watch it. Hang out with your friends and watch the game, and you know enjoy the end of the season. The rest of it is just noise. So no, I don't really care about the commercials or the music. So maybe you know I'm probably that's an un-American thing to say, but <laughs> no, I like to watch football. So that's my that's what I enjoy.
0: All right, so you gave option A, B, and C, and Dave Hoops kind of picked D. Yeah, I can't take that one because I still do kind of the padded room bit. I still watch the Super Bowl basically by myself. It's a personal choice. I'm not nervous because my team's never in it. But I don't know. That's tough because the halftime a couple of times has been great. The halftime other times has been eye-rolly. I probably watch that the most because it's the one segment of the game that my wife is interested. In, so at least we're in the same room together for that. The commercials, I enjoy them. But I have to remind myself that that's a thing because I'll blame Dave Hoops for this because I use a commercial to go get my latest you know, pint of cherry ale from the fridge and by the time I get back, the game's on again. So I'm not always watching the commercials. The game, I'll tell you this year, you know, I'm on a couple boards, what have you, and that makes it more interesting because I care about numbers. Sometimes I don't really care, and that's tough to say, but I'm a Viking fan born in 79. What am I supposed to care?
1: Yeah, I'm able to watch the Super Bowl. That's the thing you've said. My team's never in it. I don't know what right. I would do if the team was in it. Dana loves the commercials. I do. I'd be in the ER. Dana loves the commercials. Um, and so that means she actually watches watch a, a sporting event with me. So we tend to watch actually because of the commercials, and I get to watch the game as uh, a
0: result of that. So look at us. The uh, Super Bowl that we've never experienced with our team is the great unifier with our spouses. Who knew?
1: All right. Final question. Uh, Dave, fighting in sports seems to be up. Um, we saw we saw some pretty aggressive stuff in a high school game. The NBA has been throwing haymakers all week long. Uh, you've seen a lot of almost line brawls in the NHL again. Um, so here's my question about fighting in sports. Do you understand it? Not do you like it. Do you understand it?
2: Uh, I, I think so. Uh, you know, I, I have plenty of testosterone myself. And, and of course, I've played sports. Uh, coming up. I don't think that today's uh, culture and overall uh, the temperature of America is not good. And I think that that is rolling over into sports, just like society. Mm -hmm. And because of it, more and more things are happening, more bad behaviors being allowed. I've always enjoyed fighting in hockey, but I, I don't necessarily think that it's really helping the game right now, which is a terrible thing to say, but um I could use a lot less of it because I think it's noise and it kind of wrecks the game for me just a little bit because there's no, do I understand it? Yes. Do I think it's necessary? Absolutely not.
0: I think that's very well said by Dave Hoops. I'm intrigued by the question of do you understand it because there are facets of it that I've just kind of been desensitized to understand. But in terms of being down there and you know what was said on the ice that led to we got to go fisticuffs right now, And sometimes it's off a draw where they literally say, you want to go? Okay, we're going to go. And it looks staged. You know, you love the WWE. It looks like it was something right out of that. Somebody wrote Mm -hmm. the script. What I don't understand is it happens in football after many plays, and we just don't bat an eye, except for the Trent Williams suplex at the end of the NFC title game. (laughs) It happens in hockey at almost every whistle, even at the prep level. We saw plenty of it Proctor versus Superior, and we didn't say anything. If it happens in baseball, if it happens in basketball, where pads and helmets are not included, we tend to go, well, "What the hell's wrong with this guy? Why is it different?"
1: Yeah, when indeed the opposite is true. If you're fighting in the NFL and you still have helmets on, you're an idiot, right? right? And we've said that a hundred times. Same with hockey. Times.
0: They smack helmets with gloves.
1: So the, well, but most of the time, if there's a fight, both of those two things are on. So I ask, understand specifically because the two fights that we've seen in the NBA and the last bit of fighting that we've seen in the NHL, I struggle understanding. Right. Because it is a, like Dave kind of mentioned, the NBA still feels like puff up chest fight. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you're this It looks like a slap fest. But because it's so close to the action, right, those things can get heated. But they haven't really gotten heated over time. Right. The NHL, you know, we have have Ryan Reeves in to make sure people aren't taking um, liberties, right? But he never fights anybody who's taking liberties. He fights the other big goon on the other side. And I don't understand. That's why I said understand the value in
0: that. Well, and I still go back to level and sport. Because, again, we saw fisticuffs pushing and shoving in a high school hockey game. We mentioned it and said, oh, this game's physical. I work two basketball games today at the high school level. If somebody's swinging at somebody else, we're going, that kid's got a mental health problem. (laughs) Why, Why is it different? I still don't get that. Yep, that's the understand part. All right, so one thing we certainly understand is good beer is always available at Hoops Brewing. Dave Hoops, what's going on this particular weekend?
2: Well, I I went to the game last night, first game this year, and actually Kaiser was incredible. And afterwards, I went down to the brewery, and we do, of course, give free beers to people that come in with a ticket. I want to highlight that, and it was a nice scene down there last night. And Mm -hmm. Rinkrat has been really popular. We're on our last month or so of it for the hockey season. So we've got that. We've got a brand-new EPA with Idaho 7, which is a really rare hop. Made in Idaho. Doesn't taste like potatoes or anything. <laughs> uh, we've been pouring a lot of cherry chili, and people really seem to like that. A I've little tried bit that. Of that's got kick chili. to it, yeah. Uh, yep. And then we have a brand new batch of nitro porter, our English porter on nitrogen, which is just a really – it's like a dessert beer. It's, it's highly, highly um, uh, enthusiastically uh, – uh, my stamp is on that one. That was, that's what you should get today if you can
0: <laughs> there you have it. And Ticket Stubs will still get you free beer at Hoops. Spoiler alert, we're giving away four tickets in hour number two. That's next. Dave Hoops, you're the best. We'll talk to you in a week.
2: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, guys. Have a good Super Bowl. Well, I'll see you next week. Yes, no.
0: absolutely. We will talk the day before the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Eve with Dave Hoops. Up next is Justin May. Then hour two, we give away Bulldog tickets. Stay here on the Northland Sports page. We'll be right back. And we're back here on the Northland Sports page. Welcome back to our house here in the Holiday Center. Getting Justin May on the horn in just a moment. Got his voicemail a couple times during the break, but I got a text message that he's available, so I'll get him while you give him some love and our other sponsors as well. Absolutely.
1: Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's now open in Hermantown, right by Sam's Club, Brian. Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, And from Messina & Associates, Justin May.
0: And absolutely, Messina & Associates is where Justin May is employed, but he's at the Woodland Might Tournament, we believe, today. This will be the beauty of live radio. Do we have him live after getting his voicemail a couple times? Justin May, good morning.
3: Pardon that, fellas. I apologize. I can't hear anything. I'm walking towards the street, so I can hear you loud and clear.
0: That's perfect. Now, you're good. The timing was epic on your part, and how's the Might Tournament going this morning?
3: Very good. Thank God the cold lifted a little bit so they're not freezing too bad. But a little chilly. Lots of teams up here. The Woodland's packed. I mean, they must have 14, 18 teams here today. So oh, wow, that's going to be a good
0: day. Absolutely. Now, we just had Dave Hoops on in front of you, and you know we've talked about what he's done for youth hockey with the proceeds from Rink Rat, and you said you'd be looking at some Hoops boards today, correct?
3: Yes, they are not here. I don't see them yet, but I haven't been down to the lower rink. But I'm guessing since we have might ones that – the rinks are split. I just haven't seen Dave's boards yet, but I have seen them in person and they are very cool.
0: Speaking of Dave, Dave Cook and I have been celebrating the fact that the deep freeze appears to be ending. We could be up to 42 degrees by Wednesday. Does that make you look forward to exploring the housing market with more buyers and sellers because the weather is actually possible to do that in?
3: Absolutely. And it makes buyers more excitable too. So it helps all of us. Obviously in our region, we make a lot of money off snow and cold, but We've had enough already this year. It's time for a little transition, even though we know it's not over. But super excited to get out and start showing houses again, start looking at some roofs so you can actually see them, snow melting off of them. So, yeah, it makes it a lot easier on everybody's part.
1: Justin, I have a quick question on winter house buying, uh, winter house selling actually as well. When you are putting a listing together and it's in the winter, how do you make, or maybe even when you pull into, into the property, how do you make that initial... Um, what's it called street appeal uh, on a winter showing? Cause it's usually full of snow and some of it's dirty.
3: It's a lot tougher. I mean, you, you gotta be a little bit creative in, in your mindset and putting together some of your artwork and different things. I, I tell you guys all the time, the people that I work with, that, cause I'm not good at it, the, the picture people, people and the staging people are really unreal and you just kind of got to rely on them a little bit more to do their creativity.
0: So, Justin May, I want to talk to you a little bit about Sponsorship Crossover because Blackwoods has, you know, dates available for weddings and whatnot. We'll be plugging them throughout the day. You plug Blackwoods as well with the Blizzard Tour. It's coming right up.
3: Yeah, that warm weather is a little scary for next Wednesday. We need those trails to set up and be good for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But looks like we're on our way to our goal. Uh, Fundraising dollars are coming in. Thank you, too, for always propping me up. Uh, I've gotten some donations just from your word of mouth. Facebook's been really active this week, so super excited. Uh, we all get together this Wednesday, and then we ride Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, we present a large check on Saturday night. So That is super beautiful. Super excited, and obviously Black Words is huge.
0: Absolutely, and that is beautiful. So I want to prop you up a little bit further. Go ahead and just tell people if they want to donate. How can they do that?
3: You can log on to neversurrender.org and put a donation in any rider's name. There's about 272 riders on there. You're going to know somebody if you put a last name in there. If you don't, you can just make a general donation to ALS through Never Surrender, um, dot org, or you can put one in my name on, on the website. I will absolutely do that this weekend. Dave Cook, go ahead.
1: Um, so we've been talking about Blackwoods quite a bit today between the Blizzard Tour and the fact that we've got Bulldog tickets and whatnot to give away. The one thing uh, Justin Bryant and I were talking about is probably the most underrated room or unknown room in the city is the Moorish room. You've been to the Moorish room. Tell me what your opinion is of the different things at the Graceland.
3: I love that room. And I love what Brian's vision was for it. It's, it's a bigger room as far as weddings go, but it's quaint and it's, they did a great job of preserving it, but yet making it super nice. I'm with you, David. I think it's a, Very overrated or underrated venue for Duluth.
0: I would agree with that, but perhaps overrated is buy or sell this week because, Justin May, I'm just going to tell you, I got a little bit lazy. You're going to see an absolute pattern with these. We're back to all four major sports. I'm going to give you a statement. If you buy, you agree. If you sell, you disagree. And you're absolutely going to see some redundancy here. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, where would you like to start? But again, hint, they're all going to be very much the same.
3: Okay, then let's start with the NBA.
0: All right, so the NBA, buy yourself that the NBA should ditch All-Star Weekend altogether.
3: I'll buy it for all four sports. Get rid of it. It's a joke. Well, I'll tell you this, then. You know how then. I feel about people playing games that don't matter and taking a risk of injury. I ha- I just don't like it.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, then. You may have just shortened this segment <laughs> a little one. bit because I'm not even going to make it name the others because I was going to go sport by sport. The NFL is doing their Pro Bowl differently with basically flag football and a skills competition. Which aren't really skills. I did watch a little bit of it last night, so I'm guilty of doing what the league wants you to do, but buy or sell, they should scrap that too and just select people as all pros like they do and leave it there.
3: Just select the all pro team and be done with it.
1: So, Brian, I'm going to disagree just a smidgen. I agree with Justin's premise, right, that you don't have people playing games that don't matter. But you asked if they should get rid of all-star weekend you started with the nba right i think the nba does the all-star weekend the all-star experience the skills competitions are cool enough for you and the game while they throw the defense out the window you now you get to see the athleticism of players in the nba so i have no i mean in the in the world of all-star weekend right the nba i think does the whole package the best so baseball's let me, game is the best
0: right and that begs this question so let me rephrase because. Justin, you alluded to it, too, with the games that don't matter theme, and I agree with you. But again, the weekend is more of an event, and, you know, we all have historical views of the slam dunk contest. Who doesn't want to see who can shoot a slap shot 100-plus miles an hour or what have you? Would you just scrap the game and do weekends for each?
3: I would do some sort of festival without putting anybody in any harm's risk. The slap shot competition is a perfect example. You got an all-star, one of the best players on a team, probably going to be a defenseman who's out there over swinging at a puck, yeah. has a chance to tear an abdominal muscle for no reason, and now he's going to miss four to six weeks coming down the stretch when his team needs to win some games. You know, that's a tremendous so I, point. I, that's a fabulous I point. I love the festival atmosphere, and I love getting everybody together. But don't take risks. Yep, that's a fantastic
0: point because how many twins players have we seen actually participate in the home run derby? Yeah, and then we've wondered... Out what's up with their shoulder, what's up with their swing when they return to action. Now, it's a reach, but not as big a one as you think. Now everybody thinks of you know the collision at the plate way back in the day in the All-Star game. We've seen nothing like that since.
1: No, not well. We saw the, the New England Patriots running back blow a knee that ended his career in a sand football game. But, you know, just Justin, the one thing I want to ask you about, and it's the NHL All-Star game. I mean, we're both hockey guys, right? And they've
0: changed all that anyway. I
1: don't even understand the NHL All-Star Game Series. It's like a pond hockey game,
0: right? Well, that's basically what it is. I was going to say that, Justin May. There have been tweaks made in various leagues. Are we are we getting too cute trying to make it right, and let's just forget it?
3: It isn't even a game, right? It's not even the the true tradition of the sport. So right. let's call it a festival, and let's just uh, sell a bunch of T-shirts and hats and get everybody together and eat funny foods. Well, and I think
0: that's Works worthy of something because the leagues want to make money and the cities that host these obviously make money. It's good for communities as well. I wonder if you ask the players if they would just legitimately like the time off, give them an all-star selection, whether you do it midway or you do it at the end of the year and say, congratulations and call it a day if they'd be in favor of that.
1: What if you tie it into the winter classic? I mean, maybe there's your all-star weekend and it's the biggest game of the year and they picked the two teams already and they bring the all-stars in just to walk in and wave. I mean, that would work because that's their big weekend, right?
0: Well, plus the NFL is the biggest farce of them all because it's at the end of the season and bodies are tired and bodies are injured and nobody that gets selected really wants to play. I mean, Huntley, the quarterback for the Ravens that filled in when Lamar got hurt, is in the Pro Bowl. Josh Allen said, no, thank you. I'd rather go on vacation. So if the players are telling you this is a spectacle I don't want to be part of, shouldn't the league take note? Justin May?
3: Absolutely. 100% agree. And and what are the ratings too? I mean, that's the flip side. The whole thing, the whole point is to sell sell tickets and make money, right? And I, you can't tell me that these things are garnishing that that great of a rating.
0: I agree with that. Speaking of ratings, I definitely tuned into the Bulldogs on TV last night. Tough loss on the men's side against Western Michigan. Can they recover tonight and get it done?
3: Yeah, they can. Western's always had their number. It's a great matchup. The two teams are pretty similar, although I'd say Western is. Uh, uh, big and tough this year. I mean, man, are they, were they huge. But uh, they outworked the dogs a little bit last night, and it was a great game all the way through. Anybody could have won.
0: It is one of those games where you're disappointed that somebody had to lose. Unfortunately, that somebody was UMD last night. Justin May, two more things. One, how can they donate to your Blizzard tour once again? And number two, how can they get a hold of you for their housing needs?
3: Neversurrender.org, 218 310 9559 MZR.com anytime, or find me on Facebook and IM me if you need to. We'll figure out a way to get that check to these patients that are battling this horrible disease. Justin
0: May, you are beautiful, my friend. Always doing beautiful work. Enjoy the hockey tournament. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks, boys. Have a nice weekend. Absolutely, you as well, and go dogs. That is Justin May. That's the end of our first hour. The second one is next. A lot of baseball talk. It's warming up, so we're going to, too. Stick around. We'll be right back.